0: Inside Vegas is presented by mybookie.ag. mybookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Inside Vegas podcast as well as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Use promo code SGP50 to receive a 50% deposit bonus today. Inside Vegas is also brought to you by OddShark. OddShark has the latest betting trends available nowhere else as well as betting picks from their supercomputer. Check out all of their quality content and betting trends at oddshark.com. <laughs> What up, what up? It's your boy CP here with another episode of the Inside Vegas podcast. I'm really excited for this episode because this is really the first episode of what this podcast was designed to do. And look at all things social media and the impact that it has on sports handicapping. The first episode was kind of an intro. From there, we went into Super Bowl props and as well as Super Bowl reaction. But this one, again, is really the first one of its kind of what this podcast was designed to do. And for this one, we, we chose Josh Applebaum of Sports Insights And we chose him for a variety of reasons. One, because it's more than him just being a person, but it's the company that he represents in Sports Insights, as well as the merger into the Action Network. So what we're going to do is basically look at what Sports Insights is, the company, what they do. And if you listen to the original kind of interview that Sean Ryan and myself did, have no fear because this one's a little bit different. We talk about how Sports Insights can specifically be used for handicapping college basketball as well as kind of the legalization effort and what that would mean for a company like Sports Insights and not even the content side of what the Sports Action kind of network and all that is is becoming but how more tickets and the more books and bookmakers that we can have cooperate with companies like Sports Insights and kind of what that means as far as a game that has maybe 100 tickets written on it versus a game that has you know upwards of hundreds of thousands for standalone Super Bowl kind of primetime games. So I'm absolutely thrilled to kind of get this podcast in the direction that it was meant to. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Uh, let's get them on. And now join the show one of my favorite people in the world on Twitter as his information is absolutely invaluable along with everything he does on Sports Insights. Josh Applebaum of Sports Insights. How are you doing today, Josh?
1: Doing good, Christian. Great talking to you again, my friend.
0: Yeah, so anyone, for anyone that didn't listen to the the previous episode uh, that was on the Sports Gameline Podcast show with Sean Ryan that we did, uh, basically we're just going to kind of extrapolate that one out. It's a big word for, for early morning here in Vegas. <laughs> but uh, we're just going to basically go a little bit more into depth than that. And that one was more kind of NFL-driven. That was more of a broad overview of what Sports Insights does. But I want to kind of tail this one to what time of year it is, which is more specifically college basketball and how people can kind of use Sports Insights, not just the bet splits and everything else like that, in their day-to-day handicapping with college basketball, um, NBA. I mean, even the NHL bet splits are up there. So uh, let's just kind of start at the beginning. Just can you give a brief overview of of kind of the job that Sports Insights does and what you specifically do for Sports Insights?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, basically Sports Insights, what we do is – uh, give betters uh, information and data so that they can monitor the market, um, differentiate between sharp money and public money, and basically give them tools, which are the number of bets on every game, betting in dollar percentages, lines from all the books, uh, bet signals, which are known as steam universe line moves. So basically, what we do is, you know, we provide our members a live odds page showing them every game on the board. Uh, you know, a fluid market that's you know constantly moving, and basically our goal is to help you make smarter bets. Uh, so we're a contrarian based company. So we like to bet against the public. Um, You know, there's a, uh, you know, a method behind the madness. Obviously the public does win uh, here and there. You know, we never try to lie to anyone and say, you know, the public will never win. They do win. It happens. Uh, But it's all about the long-term game. So kind of from our perspective, um, we're always looking to uh, fade the public because um, you know, when you can place yourself on the side of the house, the house always wins Uh, again, average Joe's, you know, might win here or there, but sustainable, over the long run, you know, uh, you know, there's a reason why Vegas makes so much money. Uh, but then the other side of it is, you know, you can't just go contrarian. You can't just take every team getting less than 40%, getting less than 30%.
0: That's what I do um, in the NBA, my friend.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and actually, uh, dogs less than 30 in the NBA um, are 58% this year. Yep. So that's, uh, especially road dogs too. The very NBA undervalued. is
0: absolutely notorious for this year <laughs> in and year out, man.
1: Exactly. You got a long, long schedule and seems like there's spots where I don't know teams give up or disinterested. And you you always remember to like fade the public. It's not just percentage. It's always about, you know, public bias. So, um, they're always going to want to bet a home team, a favorite. Um, you have a dog on the road, uh, you know, who's got an awful record, you know, they're never going to want to touch them. So that creates good value for us. Um, the other key with contrarian is, you know, heavily bet games. So we give you the ticket count, um, kind of my thing is you want to get to as close to 10 K tickets as you can.
0: Why do you Uh, say that? It's very interesting. Some people kind of go the opposite way and say, you know, uh, the heavier bet games, the lines are sharper, but you know, what kind of odds maker is sitting there making games for North Dakota state and Iowa city university. So why do you say that? That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, um, definitely you can find great value in these under the radar matchups that, you know, public is largely ignoring, but from the contrarian perspective, you know, basically you want to capitalize on games that are getting the most public action. So the more, uh, basically average Joe money and average Joe bets on a game that creates more contrarian value. Because, you know, from our perspective, if you have, you know, two, two games on the board, they're both, you know, 80% one side, 20% on the other, but one game is only getting a thousand bets. The other one is getting, you know, 15,000, uh, that 15,000 bet game is much more valuable because you have, uh, basically much more public money to go against. Absolutely. That um,
0: and, makes a ton of sense.
1: But you're, yeah, you're totally right too, though. So the other thing is, um, you know, it's not just uh, fading the public. It's also, you know, we look, try to always look for games. We're not really handicappers. We just kind of look for uh, profitable spots on the board, you know, using our data and, and a lot of Bet Lab stuff, which I know, Christian, you like Bet Labs too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty awesome being able to, you know, go in the past and make, you know, certain models and systems. Mm-hmm. Um, But the other element, it's not just contrarian. You got to be on the sharp side. So, um, that's where using our dollar percentages fit in, um, low bets, but more money, good sign of sharper wagers. Uh, but my personal favorite is reverse line movement. Um, to me, that is, uh, you know, one of my favorite things is if I, uh, you know, contrarian spot in every bet game, you can go against the public, but also you have sharp money, money indicators where, um, you know, the line is going in the opposite direction. It doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always key. You know, if it, if it looks like it's too good to be true, it means that it is. If it looks fishy, you know, there's, <laughs> there's something behind it. That's kind of a, you know, a premise I always kind of keep in the back of my head. Um, the other thing is like bet signals. So we give our members steam moves and reverse line moves. We keep track of these anytime sharp guys come down hard on a specific team, at a specific number, at a specific book, we track that and we keep a running record of all these books. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to give you an example just because, you know, you can talk abstractly and it not, not, you know, may not make much sense. Um, but I don't know if you saw the South Carolina Tennessee game last night. Oh, I thought you were going to go
0: with the Duke UNC game, but no, that's absolutely perfect. Well,
1: well, no, there's uh, yeah, actually both, both were, were perfect. And, uh, I love that you just said that because, uh, UNC was as classic as it gets. Right. Um, so yeah, we'll, I, we'll, we'll, we'll hit on both. They're actually the same blueprint. Um, so basically, yeah, let's start UNC first. I'm, I'm really glad you said that. So UNC Duke, that was, uh, what was it? Last Thursday, um, it was kind of a classic matchup for us because it really combined uh, both philosophies, you know, going contrarian, but also having sharp action. Um, So UNC uh, was getting only like 25% of bets. Uh, They were at home. uh, They opened up plus one and uh, Duke was getting like, you know, 75% of bets. They opened minus one, but the line moved insane toward UNC. Mm -hmm. So basically UNC, um, you know, getting, you know, just, one out of four bets, but yet they went from plus one to minus one and a half. So that that's a classic reverse line move scenario. Basically if the public is all over Duke um, and the other thing the public does is they just look at records, you know, who's ever got the better record. They'll take them. Whoever's the favorite who's ever, you know, more, you know, more highly ranked or a ranked team against an unranked team. Um, But basically if you, if you walk through it in your head, you know, Duke opens minus one, they're getting 75% of bets. Why on earth would the odds makers move the line to, you know, completely the opposite way where, you know, a square guy lays the minus one with Duke pounds it. And then he leaves the house, comes back an hour later, he sees that Duke is getting a point and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make any sense. So, you know, a square better in that scenario would double down. They would say, first, I got a lay point. Now you're giving me a point and a half. Hell yeah. You know, I'll pound that. Um, but really that movement is telling you that sharps came in hard on UNC. So even though they're getting a quarter of the bets, they go from plus one to minus one half. And the reason for that, you know, it's not that, you know, the odds makers are trying to be nice and give the public a better number. You know, they're doing that because big sharp action came in on UNC. Um, and we had tons of steam and reverse line moves around the market from tons of different books, uh, all on UNC. So that's really my favorite thing. When I see reverse line movement, you know, clear indication that sharps are coming in hard. And when you can be contrarian, especially in a heavily bet game, the other thing is this game, Duke UNC, obviously, you know, Rivalry game, primetime game. Uh, those are always the best games to fade the public in because uh, squares are, you know, watching the game. It's eight o'clock. It's on ESPN, uh, great value way. So seeing that line move toward UNC, you know, kind of a classic sports insights play for us. You were super contrarian and heavily bet game. You had great reverse line movement, tons of bet signals. Um, and, you know, in the end, you know, luckily got that cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the same vein last night, South Carolina, Tennessee, Uh, South Carolina was getting 34% of bets, but they were getting 55% of dollars. Anytime you can see that big bet versus money discrepancy, it's a sign of basically, you know, sharp bettors, big wagers on South Carolina, Tennessee is ranked 18th. They're getting, you know, two out of three bets, but yet it only accounts for less than half the money. But again, it was all about that movement. You know, Tennessee open minus 12 and a half, even though they're getting a majority of bets, they fell all the way down to, to 10 and a half. So um, you know, that, that's my favorite thing in college basketball, looking for these reverse line move spots, low bets, higher dollars, a uh, bunch of bet signals. Um, the other key thing is conference games. So it's always more value in these, in these conference games because, uh, they play each other a bunch of times a year, a lot of familiarity, uh, similar to baseball. I can't wait for baseball to come back. Like yeah, divisional.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Christian, I can't <laughs> wait to, uh, to break down some MLB, MLB games with you. Cause. Baseball is just, just the best sport to bet on such a long season, (laughs) so many games, money line dogs. Um, but yeah, that, that, that familiarity basically levels the playing field and, you know, gives even more value to these contrarian dogs with sharp action, uh, especially these road dogs, because the public, you know, is always biased against the road team. Absolutely,
0: man. And, And there's so many good things to take out of what you just said. Uh, just to circle back, I mean, in terms of, of, uh, you know, the ticket counts. I mean, a game, again, like I, I said today, uh, Detroit and Cleveland State has 31 bets tracked. And then you go all the way down to the most heavily <laughs> bet game already this morning is, is Seton Hall and Xavier with almost 2,000. So, I mean, it can range all over the place. Um, but I just wanted to give people kind of an idea with that. So... Not to step away from college basketball or NBA or any other major sports, but is Sports Insights as a company as a whole looking to kind of add more markets or anything like that? Or, or are they just kind of standing pat with with kind of where their bread is, butters as far as, you know, NFL, MLB, NBA, all that stuff? Are they looking to add, you know, maybe like a, a UFC or, or golf odds or anything like that?
1: Yeah. Great question. I mean, obviously, you know, the, these major sports are what our members want, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we've, we we're always working to add more. We actually do have MMA lines, yep. uh, and golf and, um, what else do we have? Soccer, um, and my buddy PJ Walsh, my manager, uh, he, uh, he loves NASCAR. So we're trying to get into NASCAR a little bit um but yeah adding in these you know newer markets i think there's a lot of value there um the tough thing is not all these books provide these lines right so you got to kind of make sure that you know we're getting you know good data you know from a reputable book mm-hmm. um we're, we're getting you know updated lines and percentages um but the the cool thing is um we actually did add uh a second book to give us dollar percentages oh, so awesome. um, that was uh, yeah that was huge for us cuz Um, I actually started at sports insights in 2011, uh, back when, uh, at the height of the Bruins Stanley cup run, uh, (laughs) Christian, I I know you're, I know you're a mass hole like me, so (laughs) you you remember that. Um, but yeah, just seeing the way we've grown over these, you know, past, you know, what, seven years now it's crazy. Um, you know, we used to only have a number of bets from one book, uh, percentages from, you know, a handful of books. Now we're, and we we never had money percentages. We got them about three years ago from uh, one sharp offshore book, um, but we just got another book to add us uh, percentages and uh, for actual dollars. So that really strengthened the data. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're pooling it from two sharp offshore books, so you can actually see where the real money is going. Um, a lot of people always ask, you know, can you give us the actual dollar amounts? Like, you know, there's uh, $500,000 on UNC money line and you know, this and that. And the the books don't want to give that out. I mean, we're lucky enough to even get two books to give it out. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it makes a huge difference because to me, you know, if you're, if you're serious about sports betting and you know, you look at it as a long-term investment, um, you really got to have solid data. And if you don't know, uh, if you can't differentiate between public money and sharp money, you know, you might as well be flipping a coin. So that, that just makes a huge difference and being able to, you know, see the way it's not just seeing the directional line moves, but why did it move that way? Um, and when you can, you know, basically use our software and we always walk through people with this, I, I host a hangout at night, um, six 30 to 7 PM. We always talk about the games, but, um, the goal isn't just to, you know, give people winners. Obviously you want to give people winners every single day, but to us, it's and me personally, it's more about like teaching the concept, teaching the model. Um, you know, we kind of call it gr- grinders with blinders. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to have, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. That's the name of the game. I think. A tough thing with new betters is, um, you know, you, you go one in five and you tear your eye, you tear your hair out. You're you're mad, you're upset. You double down, you chase. You know, you get in a bad spot. Um, but for us, it's you know, bankroll management, stay disciplined, stick to the contrarian mindset, uh, stay on the sharp side always. And uh, you know, there will be ups and downs. We try to be honest with our members. Um, you know, we might go five and zero oh one night. We might go, we might go one in five one night. Uh, but it's all about the long term. If you, if you consistently stay contrarian on the sharp side, you will make money over the long run. Um, and uh, you know, if you look at it as investing, you know, not not exactly sports betting, but investing, um, you know, stay on the sharp side, contrarian side. That that's really where you're going to make money.
0: Yeah, and again. Not to go, you know, not not to go down the well of how much I use Sports Insights because I've talked about it time and time again. <laughs> but it really is. I mean, I have it again, every single notification on, and the Twitter to me is almost I don't want to say more valuable because obviously you don't get the the bet splits without the subscription. But especially during NFL season, for you know, not not to give away how the sauce is made here, but Sports Insights to me is probably the number one notification that you have to have on on Twitter or on social media because of their injuries. And this is the same thing with basketball. With college basketball with NBA, um, especially even with baseball with pitchers and sc- pitchers are scratched and things like that. Um, especially for those people that don't know, like a, if you don't place, I mean, there's a difference between placing an action bet and a pitcher bet in MLB where one side you have action, no matter who ends up starting, if a pitcher scratched one side, the bet is pushed. So all that stuff, I mean, line moves like crazy with baseball, especially, um, and even so with college basketball. So to me, the, the. The the work that you guys do on the social media platform of it with again I mean you guys could change the name to Sports Insights to Sports Insights Injuries and it would be the most valuable thing on Twitter but to give you know all the things that, they, that come on top of that Twitter exchange is is absolutely invaluable to me. But like you said, the thing that I love about insights is it's not biased. They're not, again, yes, they give out picks that kind of fall into their model of reverse line movement and stuff like that, but all they're doing is reading the numbers I and mean, they have a couple of criterias and you, t- you touched on bet labs for anyone that doesn't know what bet labs is bet labs. Basically you can build your own model within 10 seconds if you really wanted to, basically you could say, you know, a home you know you put in all these different things and it'll tell you what the against the spread or the the win losses is for as far back as you want to go so you could say a home a home underdog ranked 15 to 25 against a team with a winning percentage of less than 40 percent you know just as an example you can do absolutely anything and it will spit out what that data is against the spread um, so if you ever want to, if anyone ever wants to play around with that that's what bet Labs does but that's kind of my deal on in sports insights and again I, I've touched on it so many times I have every notification I have literally in my office in my house I have a monitor just for sports insights that is <laughs> the volume is all the way on for just more so injury news if, if my phone's not happen to be in my hand but that's what it is but again I keep going back to the fact that why I love insights is it's not biased. And when we talk about, again, you always hear us say fade the public or, or be on the sharp side. I mean, there was one other pertinent company called Don Best that was around for a very long time, but Don Best was just kind of, they, all they did is kind of give give you the data and didn't really tell you what to do with it. They'll tell you that 66% of, t- of spread tickets are on Tennessee tonight um, and 34% are on South Carolina. And if a big bet comes in, they'll show you that steam move and where that, you know, they'll basically show you the line moving, but that's really all that they do. So Insights has kind of taken that model and brought it to kind of another another. another next level, which I think is something that wasn't around before them. I mean, it's still not around post them. I mean, it's, it's not an easy thing to do by any stretch of the imagination. When you talk about football, I mean, football only has what? 10 games, whatever it is each and every week, but for, for a company to keep up with, I mean, there's, you know, on Saturday, there's what hundred college basketball games. So to keep up with that, I mean, how do you guys even keep up? With, I mean, everything I assume is automated on, you know, a code algorithm, things that are way over my head, but how much different is a season like NFL where it's all one week leading up to one set of games on one day, whereas uh, basketball or MLB is all these things every single day, nonstop.
1: Yeah. Great question. I mean, um, so our founder and CEO, Dan Fabrizio, um, he, uh, he's a great guy. A Love that name. Man. every in, time you in, say uh, that, it's just the most I Boston
0: know. name in the world. It makes me so happy.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, it's, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're proud to be in Boston and uh, a lot of people, you moved to Massachusetts, uh, welcome to Boston out now, now get the F out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're known for, uh, being, being super friendly and, uh, and very nice to people. Not really, but, um, Yeah. So our, our founder and, uh, and CEO Dan Fabrizio, he really partnered with these books and basically we get automated, not just lines and odds that update. Um, but the key is these bet signals. So Mm -hmm. they're just constantly coming in all day. You know, as you know, you know, the, the betting market is fluid. And basically the goal of these alerts, you know, some members play them every time they see them, you know, you see a reverse line move come in, tells you sharp action came in, you know, a lot of guys get down on it immediately. Um, I kind of try to be a little more selective because you got to remember, like we keep records of these books and some are great. Some are mediocre. Some are, you know, in the negative. Um, I try to use it as like one of many criteria, uh, to select a play. Um, so like for instance, uh, college basketball right now, um, the book SBG, uh, their spread, their spread move, spread reverse line move, um, is 51 and 33 this year. It's 61%. Uh, it's 13.4 units. So what that's telling you is guys who have an account at SBG anytime they uh, get down hard and hammer a college basketball uh, reverse line spread play, um, they've gone 51 and 33 and, you know, a hundred dollar guy will be up $1,300 following that play. Um, So that's kind of just telling you, um, you know, who are the sharpest guys at specific books. Right. And, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to play it every single time, but if you have a scenario where, okay, a team's contrarian, they're getting more money, there's reverse line movement. You know, it's a heavily bet game. Good fade the public value, and you have you know a profitable SBG move, or you know it's always meaningful to us. You know a crisp move, a pinnacle move, uh, bookmaker. You know these sharp books with high limits. Um, so that's kind of using uh, the bet signals to your advantage. But kind of to circle back what you mentioned, yeah, our whole thing is, um, and and my manager PJ and and Dan when I first got hired, they all the first thing they told me was cover up the names of the teams don't even look don't, at don't
0: the bet these bet numbers yep
1: exactly exactly and then just look at the data and the data will tell you where the value is the data will tell you the sharp side um and really i think the biggest thing I've, i you know i fade the public and you know i'm you know i'm a contrarian and uh you know obviously when the public does poorly i do well but i kind of feel bad for the public just cuz you know you, their bias is so overwhelming and you know they don't look at any of this stuff and, uh, you know, Duke played great last time they're on ESPN all day, you know, they're on a short spread, uh, I'm going to take Duke. So kind of that's, that's our sort of thing. Just remove all bias, literally just go off the data. And, uh, again, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but if you stick to that process, um, we're confident that, that you'll succeed in the long run.
0: I couldn't agree more. And, and to me, it's like you said, all these things, and again, all these different topics that, we, that we'll that cover or we cover on this on this podcast specifically, they're all tools. And you can't just use one to, to solely handicap because no matter how good one, you know, quote unquote tool is, it's going to have holes. And it's, you're, you're never going to, I mean, the best people in the world can touch 60% in specific areas. I mean, that's just the name of the game, no matter how good a model is or how good a thing you know, uh, an angle that you have is these These are all tools. And to me, you know, I, I joked about how I only kind of bet contrarian underdogs in the NBA. Uh, but to be honest, I mean, it, it's the, you know, I look at other things. I won't just blindly take underdogs that are only getting less than 30%. But Will, uh, will it stop me from, you know, if I like the side and I thought a line was weird and I looked up insights and, you know, it's getting 90% of the tickets? Yeah, or 90% of the spread tickets. Am I going to probably stay off that game? You're, you're, you're right. So that's that's one way. To me, it's just, it's one box that I check using Sports Insights, but it is probably the biggest box in that, you know, again, I don't just blindly follow the, the bets percentages, but I'll look at you know, the line indicator, uh, the line predictor, which is a great tool that you guys have, which is basically will, if it basically anticipates which line or which way any given line will go on a given day. Um, so use all, you know, that's what, again, what, what kind of differenti- differentiates a company like Don Best from Sports Insights is they kind of tell you what to do with the data and kind of lead you to make your own decisions. And again, yes, they have best bets. Yes, they have. Again, this isn't a tout that's trying to sell you something. This is just telling you what the data says, which again, I go back to how Sports Insights is kind of unbiased and things like that. But what's um? is there anything up kind of upcoming for Sports Insights as a company, for growth, anything like that? We touched on maybe adding new sports or anything like that, mergers, anything else going on?
1: Yeah, Christian. So, um, big thing right now is we merged to create the Action Network mm-hmm. um, a few months ago. So, uh, we're really excited in house about this. Um, for a long time, we've been a uh, you know kind of a small company, and um, you know basically uh, our founder uh, Dan Fabrizio, uh, you know, put this merger together. So, we teamed up um, with Bet Labs, Fantasy Labs, uh, the Sports Action app. Who they have an awesome app, uh, a bet tracker. Um, where you can put in all your games and kind of get analytics on how you do and, you know, kind of learn some things about yourself as a better. Uh, but yeah, we created the action network. Uh, it's actionnetwork.com. So at some point, um, you know, sports insights will transition over to actionnetwork.com. Um, but basically the goal is to combine, not just daily, not just sports betting in general, but, uh, sports betting with DFS, with daily fantasy. So, um, kind of the idea was, uh, if you bet on sports, you probably also bet on DFS and vice versa. Um, and we want to, you know, kind of team up with the sharpest minds and create um, kind of a one one stop shop place to go to get all this information. Um, so, yeah, we got a lot of good big things in the works. Uh, we launched the site um, about a month ago, maybe. Um, and we do have a, a pretty cheap membership. It's you know, nine, nine a month. Um, I'm not here to I'm not here to upsell you on anything. But, you know, if you're looking for just a, a, a way to. Read articles um and basically get um, you know, obviously sports insights, we get way more, you know, in depth with this stuff, but um you would get um basically live odds, public betting trends, bets and dollar percentages, uh access to all the articles. We got a team of great writers here. Um we're led by Chad Millman, formerly of ESPN, who's you know, really one of the industry leaders. Uh it's been been great to work with Chad. Um so yeah, our goal is to kinda Um, you know, help people win, not just at sports betting, but at DFS. I'm really more sports betting um, because it's kind of all day what I do, but uh, been kind of playing around with a player props tool. Um, A lot of guys in house have been uh, really enjoying this thing. Basically Um, using fantasy labs model, they say, um, you know, uh, I don't know. LeBron James is projected to have nine assists tonight, but the over under uh, for him at Bovada is 7.5. So, you know, using that, you would want to take the over, get down on the over at whatever book. Um, So kind of just stuff like that. Really, we're just trying to, uh, you know, help, um, you know, regular bettors, whether you're a square. uh, And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense or anything, but if you're new to betting, you know, or if you're uh, a real sharp guy who just needs, um, you know, a little more more data and and tools, um, that's our goal. And um, the other thing is... um, I will be going to the Sloan Analytics Conference, um, Christian. I, I wish I wish I could see you there, man. But uh, it's in Boston, at right? MIT. Yeah, it's at MIT. Yeah, I went
0: um, out two years ago.
1: Nice. Yeah. So this will be my first time. So Christian, you might need to uh, give me some tips and, uh, <laughs> and and give me, give me lay of the land. But they, uh, uh, yeah, yeah they, they
0: stream it. So I watched it online last year, but yeah, two years ago and the year before that, I went, it was, uh, it's, it's awesome, man. It's for anybody that not to cut you off, man, I'm sorry, but for anybody that no, no, um, doesn't know what it is, it's, it's basically some of the sharpest minds in the world talking all things sports handicapping and, and it can kind of go off on its own and it can get a little, a little quote unquote nerdy and things that are over your head, but there's so <laughs> many good people there. I mean, it's awesome for networking. It really. Is and there's just so many things going on there. But I'm uh, sorry, continue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I hey, after after this podcast, I'm gonna have to ask you a few questions about it. But yeah, uh, yeah I'll be um, I'll be uh, working the a- Action Network booth. Um, so we're just kind of gonna you know show people what we do. Um, you know, I'll bring my iPad, show them the live odds page, walk through some games, kind of um, talk about you know how we we pull the percentages and lines and you know strategies we use. Um, so I'm excited about that and, um, hopefully I'll be able to, uh, I did hear Alex Rodriguez was going. So I, my goal is to get a picture well, with A-Rod Corp, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and, uh, send it to my dad and I think, uh, he would, he would just die laughing. I'll remember about, uh, A-Rod, uh, wiping them or hitting the ball out of Bronson Arroyo's hand, yeah. uh, back in the day at first. So that, that's my goal. Meet A-Rod and, uh, and talk about the action network to people. <laughs>
0: It's good, man. Um, No, it's funny you talk about player props and things like that. You, for maybe you don't even know this, Josh. Um, I got my start in DFS. That's kind of how I broke into professional sports handicapping. I was um, I did DFS kind of semi professionally, and when I first moved to Vegas, that's kind of all I did. Is so I I basically I, I almost say I built a model, but I basically transitioned everything I was doing in a DFS and transitioned it into player prop projections. And so you know, for you guys to kind of bring that to the next level, I think that'd be absolutely awesome. Especially when we talk about growth of sports insights and kind of what they're doing with the Sports Action Network and things like that. So I think that would be an awesome tool for. Me members as well.
1: That's awesome, man. I did not know that I, um, I, I knew you were big into what was it UFC or, uh, yeah. So you were, you're one of the sharpest UFC minds around. And, um, I, I did not know about the player props though, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And again, anything that, I mean, there's so many different things. I mean, in theory, if books would cooperate universally around the, right now around the world, but if every single book would cooperate with this, I mean, you could do bet splits for futures. You could do liability for futures. You could do player props. I mean, you can do tolls, um, literally anything in the world, you know, again, in a perfect world in the vacuum, if every single book would, kind of, I don't want to say cooperate, it's the wrong word, but would, you know, get into bed with Sports Insights, it would be the more books that that kind of, again, this is nothing. It's not as if we have this cheat code while using Sports Insights. All we're doing is getting the data, but have books been kind of, I don't want to say hesitant, but have you ever gotten books that are just don't want anything to do with it because they feel like it does put them at a disadvantage?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, they, um, the good thing is, you know, we've been around long enough and, you know, we try to do things the right way. So, um, you know, we do have, you know, we, we try to have a good reputation of being trustworthy and honest. And that has led to a lot of books giving us their data. Um, but I tell this people all the time, you know, we get dollar percentages now from two offshore books and everyone says, who are the books? Right. And um, can't tell you know, them how the sauce is made, It sounds made, shady, man. but exactly. No, exactly. And they're like, oh, well, how, how can I trust you? And, you know, I guess you just have to take our word for it. But um, they're like, yeah, we will give you these percentages because uh, we, you know, we respect you and want to work with you, but you can't tell your members which book it's from because, mm-hmm. from their perspective, if you knew it was coming from this book or that book, you know, that would basically put them in a real tough spot because then, you know, you you could open an account there, you could get down on soft lines, and that would really hurt them. Um, and you know, we don't want to, you know, we want to be on good terms with the books. I mean, we're only as good as you know, if if they didn't allow members to open an account with them, you know, we. We you know, we would, that would hurt us huge. So, um, yeah, I think they, the, the good thing, and, uh, thing I wanted to mention was the good thing is that, you know, the stigma of sports betting is fading. And, uh, you know, you I'm stole sure you my transition, Christian, buddy. But, you want, you dude, no, go go, hey, no, 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 go for <laughs> it. Go, this is like, there were like two things I want to hit on last. Um, and, and, and one I'm sure we're about to get to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you go for it. I, we're both see me and you. We're we're boys. We're on the same page here. So so go go for it, man. I know what you're getting at.
0: Yeah, no. The hot button to- topic is legalization and kind of. So it's funny. I'm uh, I'm in the process of kind of writing this article uh, on Sports Gambling Podcast of what people don't really realize will happen to this market once and if sports legalization happens. But let's just one thing at a time here. So let's just talk about kind of where you see Sports Insights not going, but how that would affect the market of Sports Insights with bet splits and things like that if if, uh, sports handicap or sports gambling is legalized in the very near future.
1: Yeah, so we're very excited about it. Um, I actually wrote an article the other day for the Action Network. Um, bet DSI and Offshore Sportsbook they released a prop bet on whether or not New Jersey will win their Supreme Court case. MyBookie.ag
0: just came out with that same. I think yes is minus one forty right now.
1: Exact. Yeah. The uh, so Bet DSI was minus one forty five. Okay. Uh, Jersey's the favorite, and um, you know, basically a no bet meaning you know uh, the leagues would win and Jersey would lose. That's plus one fifteen dog. Um, so basically Jersey's favored to win. Um, the other cool thing is they released a timing prop. You know, when will the ruling be made? Um, actually March 5th was the favorite at plus a hundred April 2nd was plus plus one hundred and fifty. Um, you know, it might sound confusing, but basically the, the favorite is that it's going to come down pretty quick here, mm-hmm. uh, early March, uh, early April. And, um, the other cool thing is there's another site called predict it who I really like. I'm a, I'm a politics nerd. Uh, you took a bunch of poli sci classes when I went to university of Vermont uh, hashtag go cats go. Um, <laughs> but basically, uh, they are, you can trade. It's kind of like a political stock market and they hung the prop of, you know, will Jersey win? And it opened back in December at 58 cents. And now it's all the way up to 86 cents. So it's a little different terminology and, you know, basically the way they, uh, break it down, but, uh, basically traders at Predict It have been hammering a yes vote. Um, so I'm excited about, it. I mean, it looks like Reading the tea leaves, uh, Ted Olson, who led the oral arguments for New Jersey, um, really knocked it out of the park. And it's kind of a state's rights issue. You know, uh, the commandeering clause, basically, um, it's the longest debate in in our country's history. But, you know, who has final say, the federal government or the states? You know, the states should be able to decide whether or not they want to legalize betting just like they could do anything else. Um, They really shouldn't have to be at the mercy of the federal government, you know, We've been debating this for hundreds of years in America, but it looks like that argument is, is the winning argument and uh, you know, leave it up to the people in your state. If they don't want betting, they can vote it down and that's fine. But if they want it, let them have it. Um, Obviously the comparison to legal marijuana, you know, it's, it's it's the exact same thing. You know, basically we're in my opinion, New Jersey is going to be Colorado. You know, you need one state to break the mold. Just like when Colorado legalized weed, Um, you know, it wasn't, the world didn't end, you know, the stigma (laughs) of, you know, weed's going to kill everything and legal sports betting is going to make our country, you know, just gonna screw everything up. Um, but the sky didn't fall and, uh, you know, selfishly, or just looking at a number perspective, um, the tax revenue is too good to pass up. And, you know, our country is big in debt and, uh, no one wants to pay more taxes, no one, uh, but you also want money for schools and, you know, repave the road and, uh, certain things like this. So, Um, people are going to bet anyway, just like they're going to smoke weed anyway. So, uh, you know, why not make it above board, tax it, regulate it. Um, and kind of from the sports insights perspective, we're super excited because now you're going to have more people betting. Uh, you're going to have more mom and pop shops, you know, brick and mortar sports books, uh, opening, and that will, um, you know, selfishly for us, number of bets will jump up more books will hopefully give us our data. The stigma fades more our data becomes stronger and the contrarian mindset, you know, I think it's, it'll even out, but I think once this hits, hopefully, you know, it's this spring, uh, March or April, um, it's going to be kind of like the wild West and you're going to (laughs) have
0: sure is man.
1: exact Huge opportunity to go contrarian. And uh, you know, that'll fade the public. You'll have so many more public betters. But I actually wanted to ask you Christian, because I read a really cool article from David Purdom. Yep. um, On uh, basically what Vegas thinks of this stuff. So, you know, we're in Boston, you know, we're basically, we monitor the Vegas market, but really we look at a lot of the offshores. Um, what's your opinion with this stuff? I mean, do you think, um, you know, do you get a sense from the bookmakers in Vegas? They're worried that, you know, this is the end of the line. Uh, are they ready to, you know, they have a game plan with this, you know, kind of from, from, uh, from the word on the street, how, you know, what's the vibe in Vegas about legalized betting?
0: So yeah, cuz it's a great question man. So two things here. My I don't want to I have to navigate this very carefully cuz it's going to piss a lot of people off, in complete honesty. <laughs> I don't so again, like you t- talked about the parallel to legalized weed and all that. What people don't understand is If you instantly had all 50 states make sports gambling legal, this is a market. Could you imagine if billions and billions of dollars were just instantly input into the stock market, but there was only, say, 50 stocks to buy and sell for that one day? Or, you know, as using an example as a, you know, a college basketball slate like today or a major league baseball slate where say there's four games. Well, now you have an extra, what would you say? I mean, I don't know, a couple hundred million dollars into that market of those two games instantly. I mean, so again, I don't want to sit here and say that I don't want sports sports gambling to be legal. My thing with it is again, I I don't want to sound like this is a get off my lawn moment and things like that. It's, (laughs) I I would be very jealous. Let me put it that way in that I made the decision to move to Las Vegas where it was the only place legal again. And not to say that this isn't happening on every corner of the world. I, you know, you know, living in Boston the same way that I do that that there's bookies all over the place on corners. There's locals. I still use local illegal bookmakers in Las Vegas because sometimes they have better lines and I can bet things on credit on futures and things like that. So That's kind of one area that's very interesting to me is what kind of local bookmakers would do now that it becomes legal because they can essentially move their business from the shadows into the forefront and stuff like that. But I mean, you're going to talk about potentially what you have is instead of a a minus seven on a public team, like say the Dallas Cowboys or the New England Patriots, you could potentially be having to lay 11 to 12. And that's where you, again, that's kind of a dramatic jump, but that's where, um, that's kind of where the market could go when you talk about it being the Wild West, which when you say it could be a great time to be contrarian, absolutely. And especially in a time where favorites are covering a ton of the time, and you know, I've, I've said time and time again how the spread doesn't matter, this and that, how if a team is going to win, if, a, if an underdog's going to cover, they're going to win about 80% of the time, and with favorites, it's about 78% of the time right now which is even a little bit down from where it was last year which was in the high 80s to low 90s from some of these uh, trends and stats. But from a from an Ozmaker's perspective, their whole thing is they they have the model, they've built it, and so what what Vegas doesn't what Vegas does works, right? And if it's not broken, don't fix it. So what Vegas doesn't want is for basically the government has come in and say, okay, it's gonna be legal, everyone can do your own thing, right? Well now there's tax implications that are huge. So now yep. this kind of got brought up with the NBA's thing with their integrity fee of, you know, how that would work if you basically bad- added, you know, a VIG to it, which again was to me was the stupidest thing in the world because <laughs> whether Adam Silver or the NBA wants or doesn't want sports betting to be legal, if they're gonna charge, you know, a minus instead of a minus one ten, they're gonna charge a minus one thirteen line. Again, this is going to be decided by state, not private, independent sporting leagues. So... that to me was more of a publicity thing for Adam Silver to be able to reaffirm his vision that he wants sports to be legal. It's just, it doesn't really matter just to, quote, to quote, my man, the rock. It doesn't matter what you think. Like, it, you know, so exactly. Vegas, Vegas just doesn't want them in speaking with these guys is they don't want something to come in. And now Vegas has to change how they've done business for how many, you know, however long it's been legal. God, whatever the number is, you know, all these years and years and years of, of it working our way in it. you know, for lack of a better term, It's not taxed unless you have a payout on, uh, something that is 300 to one, you're not going to get taxed at the window. If you, if you pay in cash now, if you go online, I mean, the, the other thing here is, you know, if you win a, a $500 DraftKings tournament. Are you technically supposed to fill out a 1099 for gambling winnings? Absolutely. Does anyone actually do it? Not really. <laughs> yep. You know. So, I mean, not to go into the, the kind of integrity of, of tax evasion and all those things, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you have an offshore book, um, you're supposed to pay taxes on those winnings. And so in speaking with people that are kind of way more in the know than I will ever be on legalization, the, and this is something that came up at the conference uh, the the one that just came about a couple of months ago. Um, Basically the why how they're going to kind of justify this is it's not going to be as online as you think because the big push right now is jobs and how that they're kind of getting around people that don't want sports because if you build a casino right now you have to and you put a sports book in it now you have to have a head's odds maker you have to have a risk manager you have to have ticket writers you have to have construction to build the sports book you have to have bartenders you have to have waiters and on and on and on and on so they were saying it's probably going to be about 90% in person, um, and about 10% online. And what they're basically looking at doing right now is companies, you know, you touched on the mom and pop situation, but Basically, companies that are operating in the fantasy world and people that want to get into the fantasy world are looking to add sports books. So, basically, what you could have is like a Google sports book or a Yahoo sports book. And you know, there'll be one or two companies that come out new, similar to the same way that DraftKings or uh FanDuel came along and things like that. But that's kind of the overall temperature is just please don't screw up what has worked for so long, you <laughs> know. Right
1: no, I think I, I just learned a lot from that, man. That That's that's uh. Again, you know, we we see it from the um, you know New England, Boston, offshore. Um, and uh, believe it or not, I have never been in Vegas. It's very embarrassing for me to admit. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm Some of the sharpest
0: hoping- people in the world never have, man, because and even, you know, not to not to go on a tangent, but, you know, a, a couple syndicates and, and really sharp people and things that I work with and know they operate out of, not out of Vegas because they, again, they go, I go back to the credit books. You can bet a lot of local books operate on credit, which can really, you know, you settle up once at the end of the week. And if it's a legitimate operation, you never have to worry about it. So some of the sharpest minds in the world, man, very touched down, very, very rarely touchdown down in Vegas.
1: And maybe they'll, uh, they'll accept your Bitcoin too, or, uh, <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> or yeah. one of those. <laughs> um, but no, that you bring up a great point. I think, um, you know, I guess in a positive way, you know, instead of what you said of, you know, 50 States legalizing immediately, you know, Jersey can be the first, I know other States, I think Connecticut, Pennsylvania, uh, Massachusetts actually is drafting, I believe a gaming law, not for sports betting, but um, to reg- they want to regulate uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, having Jersey just you know be the first and you know make mistakes, good, bad, but uh, you know it kind of gives gives time for everyone else to adjust, um, similar to you know the way Colorado did it. So um, yeah, I uh, I'm excited about it, but you're totally right. I think there's uh, there's a lot be an adjustment of adjustment you know, period. You know. Exactly. Yeah, and um, you know for us we're excited about it, but you're totally right. I think there's a lot of uh, you know. A lot of things have got to be ironed out before it, you know, spreads, you know, countrywide, basically.
0: Absolutely, man. What was the other thing you wanted to touch on? Do you remember?
1: Um, man, great conversation today, brother. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the only other thing I wanted to mention was uh, this is my favorite time of year. Um, I'm probably in the minority. I know football is king. Um, there's nothing better than football. And uh, by the way... Um, still don't get over the Patriots loss. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I will, I will it's gonna take, take some that time, to my brother. grave. Exactly. Uh, I actually, you know, obviously I, I'm an idiot. I had uh, Pat's minus four and a half. That was to me, the, uh, valuable deflated line, a little bit contrarian, uh, good value. And I actually thought when the Pats are up 33, 32 and Brady got the ball back score, that was going to be our cover. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, whatever, it's in the past. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of in the minority. I know, I know football is king, but to me, this is the best time of year. So um, I love college hoops. Um, I don't even have a favorite team. Um, I, know, you know,
0: I always talk about that. People think we're so spoiled yeah. in Boston sports and we are, but we haven't had a college team to root for since Matt Ryan and BC to be completely honest. So it's, <laughs> it's not all rainbows and butterflies over here. although it is a lot of the time.
1: Exactly and I I root for UVM they're my team so yeah. maybe uh maybe I'll get another UVM over Syracuse upset uh <laughs> for one more um but yeah it's just my favorite time of year um you know the march march madness you know uh, leading into major league baseball um fade the public absolutely crushes it in march madness absolutely um so if you're you know the whole thing is the ticket counts rise um you know obviously if if a uh, number 1 team is going up against a 16 or a 12 versus an 8 or 7 or whatever you know, there's so much bias that gets involved. You have a lot of uh, basically recreational betters coming out of the woodwork to bet their alma mater uh, just for fun, and just you know the stigma of sports betting fading. Uh, we had we had a great year last year with with fade the public in March Madness. Um, dogs less than 50 percent. Yeah, a lot of fade the trendy dog stuff. A favorite that's only getting 30 percent, but has reverse line movement that sort of thing. Um, so so I, I love this time of year. You know, winter's almost over. Uh, us in uh, new England. It's been a awful cold freezing winter, um, but basically you got March madness coming up, got the tournament um, and then leading right into baseball. And uh, you know, I, I definitely want to come back on for March madness, talk about, you know, some more in-depth stuff with you and uh, you know, definitely talk about baseball as well. Uh, but uh, again, I'm probably in the minority. I know football is King, but uh, to me it, it's best time of year getting into spring, March madness, MLB. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm sure you, you might, you might agree with me. You might not, but uh yeah, I'm, I'm excited for for the sports betting uh, uh, basically schedule right now.
0: Yeah, it's two different things. It really is because to me, I call this gambling winter. Basically, the day after the Super Bowl. I saw Bowl, your article. That yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, this is my time to kind of take a break, take a step back. Um, just because, I mean, football, again, not to, you know, Toot my own horn or anything like that, but it's just when you do this day in day out, it's such a grind. Uh, yep. <laughs> Monday, th- Monday through basically. I mean, now with everything, I mean, you, at the end of the the end of the year for football, you have Tuesday in action. You have one day off. You have Thursday night football. You have one day off on Friday, and then you have college football all day Saturday, and then you have the NFL all day um, Sunday, and then you have Monday night football. So it's absolutely nonstop. So to me, like these these two weeks after the Super Bowl are when I kind of catch my breath. You know, maybe take a take a little weekend somewhere, go somewhere else. But I agree that there's nothing better than March Madness, and even more than March Madness for people that know conference tournaments are just as fun in Las the Vegas best. because <laughs> the crowds are way less, um, but the action is just as good. So I. I I completely agree with you it's just I need to I need to take a little break after football but once I get these two weeks in and I kind of relax I'm um, I'm right with you man and baseball to me I've always been a, a baseball guy at the forefront baseball is always my one and football will always be my two so I, I couldn't agree more it's, it's a nice time of year to kind of take a break and then it leads right into the best time of year with March Madness which leads right into baseball um, NBA playoffs all that stuff so a ton of good stuff coming up and not to mention again UFC is pretty much every Saturday now so Tons of good stuff just because football's over. It doesn't mean that Sports Insights loses absolutely any value, but (laughs) this
1: has been great, man. Where
0: can people find you and all your work?
1: Yeah, thanks, Christian. So uh, I'm on Twitter, at Josh underscore insights. Um, Started doing a daily piece, uh, basically highlighting uh, some games where the Sharps are at each night. So you can find that on uh, at Action Network HQ, uh, that Twitter handle. And uh, yeah, if anyone is interested, um, I do host a, a um, we call it the sports betting hangout. So basically it's like a webinar, but the term webinar, you know, it sounds like it's boring and nerdy and, and not fun, but no, it really is. Basically. Um, I share my odds page. Uh, we break down all the games and all our members get together and can talk about the games and, uh, you know, ask questions, uh, basically teach the model each night. So that's really my favorite thing all day. That's kind of what I'm prepping for each day. Um, you know, basically trying to, uh, teach the model and, uh, you know, always interact with our members and, uh, so yeah, that betting hangout, uh, it comes with a sports insights, uh, pro membership. Um, so if anyone is interested, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, but we got a pretty good community growing, um, of just, you know, sharp guys all, all around the country, all around the world. We got, um, a couple, couple of my favorite members. I got a guy in uh, South Korea tunes in every night. We got some guys in England, uh, New Zealand, Australia, uh, Canada, um, so it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Just, um, you know, having this community get together and talk about games each night. Uh, and it, it helps me a ton because, um, you know, I'll, I'll come into the hangout with, you know, 10 plays and, uh, all my, uh, all my guys help me whittle that down to maybe the top five. Um, so it's a, it's a mutual thing. And, um, Christian, we'd love to have you in there if you're ever free, man absolutely
0: brother well thank you again man thank you for coming on taking the time especially during this this kind of awesome time especially leading up into march madness i'm sure we'll talk before them but um again man thank you for coming on and kind of giving the rundown of insights and what you do and kind of how people can use it in day-to-day handicapping man i really appreciate it
1: thank you very much christian yeah i love what you guys do with the gambling pod keep up the good work and uh we'll talk soon
0: thank you so much buddy have a good one
1: you too